so many different ways that people are shaping us, but it can take us out of alignment when we're constantly trying to fit into the mold of what we think others expect from us. And that's really not the path to happiness and fulfillment. It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. The Health in the Real World podcast is sponsored by most exercises and workouts, whether they be running, biking, elliptical, rowing machine, traditional weightlifting, or even CrossFit, do not give you a balanced workout. And when you do workouts that neglect even one area, you're out of balance, resulting in pain and injury as well. Achieve your goals with the fitness program your chiropractor would love. Visit chrisjenke.com pod to watch the free video. Hello and welcome to Health in the Real World. I'm Chris Jenke and I'm joined today with Kara Goodwin. Kara is a uh, meditation coach, a podcaster, and I'll let you, Kara, uh, finish your, your biography. But first, welcome to the show. Appreciate you joining me. Thanks, Chris. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, yeah, I'm a, a meditation coach. I have a, a podcast called The Meditation Conversation. I host retreats. I do... Um, different kinds of, of work with, with people um, in terms of just helping them to find their center, kind of find their purpose um, and find that calmness within themselves. How did you get into this in the first place? I find that a lot of my podcast guests have a personal story. Do you have kind of a personal anecdote that, that happened to you? Yes, absolutely. I'd been drawn to meditation for a long time, um, but it took me quite a while before I actually stuck to a practice. I was really intrigued with it for a long time. And uh, it would be something I would try and then I wouldn't get very far with it because uh, I didn't really know what I was doing, uh, not doing anything, but it wasn't really working for me. Um, and it really all came to a head a few years ago because um, I had a series of personal hardships in a very short span of time um, where, you know, my sister-in-law passed away unexpectedly and she was a very close friend of mine as well. And that was followed a, two or three weeks later by the death of my dog. And then my, um, my stepdad ended up having problems with his brain stem and had to have a, a delicate surgery on that. Uh, my mother-in-law got hit by a, a motorbike while she was crossing the street and was in the hospital. And ultimately by November of that year, uh, my stepmom was receiving a heart transplant. So that was from May to November in one calendar year. Um, and so it was just like, I felt like my world was sort of crumbling all around me and I really felt a calling to do more exploration really from like a high level, what's going on with life, <laughs> like what's up with life. <laughs> 
And that was when I, I got serious about meditation. I found a meditation teacher. I, I actively went out looking for meditation seemed, I was very drawn to it. And I was like, I think this is a good starting point for me. Um, but finding a method, finding a teacher, um, because it's really, it's not just about the practice of meditation. There's a whole ecosystem around it with philosophy and thought patterns and, you know, practices in the fit with the physical body and so forth, um, that all feed in together into this ecosystem of meditation and the benefit and the value that I found through it in terms of just calming my nervous system and calming my, my thoughts, you know, and, and being able to like use the breath and use, um, guided imagery and use different techniques to really be able to come into a space of calmness rather than just sitting there going, why can't I stop thinking? Yeah, I'm terrible at this. Why do I keep <laughs> thinking? You know, that was how my meditations used to be when I kept not sticking with it. Um, it, it just was so invaluable to me. So, um, I, I ended up becoming certified as a meditation teacher and things really just took off from there. So it's been such a joy to help people in that space. That's great. Calming the nervous system, uh, just putting yourself in sort of that restful state where ideas can come to you and, you know, you can sort of take the next step in where you want to go with your life from a, a calm and centered place instead of like, oh my God, I got to do this, I got to do this, right? right. And, and so many of us seem to be on that path. I know one thing that you mentioned was you, you kind of talked about the, the chatter mm. that, that you started with, right? And I know that's one thing I hear a lot of people say about meditation is it just seems so like unattainable as if you're supposed to like float out of your body and like have this... <laughs> you know, like this out of body experience, that's just so elusive, but it's, it's not really that though, is it? It's, it's more basic than that. Right. Right. Absolutely. I mean, there are different sort of, there are different meditation techniques and there are different uh, states of meditation. You know, you can kind of advance along and then get to spaces like that, you know, where you're, you're on a beautiful trip, you know, um, naturally, but there are very practical and grounded ways to use meditation. And that's really what I like to focus on, especially for people who are new to it, because that's a lot to ask to just be like, just quiet your mind. Just, just do that. You know, it's like, right. okay, well, if I knew how to do that, then I wouldn't be here. <laughs> because, right. right. You know, so it's, we have these like uh, tools and these shortcuts like breath work um, you know, every meditation that I do that I lead has some element of breath work in it because the breath work is a way to control your nervous system. Um, it's like the shortcut because your body just physiologically responds to what you do with the breath and it affects your, um, your neural pathways. It affects your, um, nervous system. And so you can really invoke states of calmness through the breath as just one example. And then again, you know, I mentioned like imagery or you can use mantra, you can use different like focal points, concentration points. Um, they're all different pathways to do uh, slightly different things within meditation. And um, it's like these little keys to help us like unlock who we are and, and this sort of self-discovery. 
um, process. But yeah, it's, it's funny because a lot of people do feel the self-limitation with meditation where they think I can't do it because I can't stop my thoughts. But I would say, you know, whoever would come to meditation, if they were like totally blissed out and zen out naturally all the time, right? that's not who's meditating. I mean, they're meditating to get to that point, but anybody really who has been drawn to meditation, typically it's because they want to get more control, more power over themselves. You know, they want to uh, find more pathways to calmness. And so that's where it's really helpful to have an experienced teacher because they can help guide you. You know, they're used to working with people who think that they can't. And so it's like this step-by-step, just like, you know, if you're a personal trainer, you know, you're, you're not going to have somebody go and lift like 200 pounds on the first day uh, because, you know, Hey, well, if you came to a personal trainer, you must be super strong. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, well, let's take the steps to build our strength. Um, and that's a really important thing with meditation also, where we, you know, you want to not bite off, bite off more than you can chew, but let it be this process that, you know, you kind of master a little bit at a time and kind of see the worth and the value and keep extending the time and, and so forth like that to make it an integral part of life. So a good start would be say something like you, you mentioned kind of practical ways like breath imagery mantra focus points would would sort of a good beginner's meditation be like hey just sit quietly and focus on your breathing for five minutes something like that is that sort of the the way to get your toe in the water kind of absolutely yes um just exactly as you said just watching your breath for five minutes is a a beautiful way to start and understand that you're not necessarily going to not think for five minutes. Right. Um, I think it's Sharon Salzberg who talks about um, that meditation is actually the practice of continuously bringing your focus back Mm. rather than not thinking. It's noticing that you've started thinking and then bringing your awareness back and continuing to do that in a state of acceptance and not in a state of judgment, um, which can be very easy to do to be like, God, I'm terrible at this. This is the 30th time in three minutes I've had to bring my awareness back. You know, it's not about that. It's just like, Hey, you noticed, come on back. And then, you know, you do it again. Oh my God. I noticed again, like I'm getting really, I'm getting really mindful about when my thoughts stray. That's awesome. Because how, you know, we, we can be so lost in a a pattern of thought or, you know, these cycling whirlwind thoughts that are continuously going, but we don't even notice that we're doing it. So even just starting to notice, oh, I stopped watching my breath. I'm going to bring it back. And just that, like I noticed it and I brought it back. That's amazing. That's such a a huge step. Just doing that alone is it's a really good way to just completely change your life. I mean, that, seems like I'm overstating it, but it really is. If you're, you know, they say we operate somewhere around 95% of our life is just habitual. And it's sort of like, you're sort of saying like, you're just noticing when you slip back into the habitual and you're bringing it back out. You're being conscious of your thoughts. When I think things are going on internally that are just so turbulent that we feel like we don't have control. It's because we are identifying so much with those thoughts versus like you're saying with meditation, you're just pulling yourself out, 
and just looking at them from sort of a different perspective, right? Yes, I love that. It's the witness, right? Mm, You're just witnessing. It's this it's this uh, um, new perspective of who we are as beings, you know, it's like, um, I know you work a lot in the physical space, you know, where it's like working on the physical body, right? Yep. And so that can be an amazing thought experiment or um, way to perceive yourself where it's like, okay, I have a body, but who's in this body, you know, and you can even take that deeper into the body. Like, okay, I have a hand, but I'm not a hand, you know? And so try to find yourself in your hand that is, you know, its own separate thing. It's not, you know, it's, it's part of a whole thing. Likewise with thoughts, we can notice that we have a thought, but in that noticing, we recognize that we are not our thoughts because exactly as you're saying, we tend to be in the cycle and we identify with ourselves, you know, as just what we're thinking. We think that is what we are and, and what is real. But when we step back and we just notice that we have these thoughts, it's like, oh my goodness, I'm witnessing my thinking. So who's mm. witnessing it? You know, and the same with emotions where it's like, we can feel emotions, but it doesn't mean that we are that emotion. We can be stuck in a cycle of sadness, for example, and feel like we are sad. I mean, we say this, right? I'm sad or I'm happy or whatever, but truly all of our emotions are temporary as well. So it's like, we actually, it's, we feel sad, but it's, it's always, no matter how long we feel like we have been in a state of sadness, it still is a temporary state of who we are, you know? And so it's, it's witnessing and it like there, that separation of actually noticing, like, I feel this way rather than I am that can be really powerful too. Yeah. Yeah. Extremely powerful, extremely powerful. What um, I want to turn maybe a little bit toward like what it looks like to work with you. Um, we had a, you know, great story that you told about, the incredible six months that you went through and sort of turning to meditation out of necessity. And I would imagine that a lot of people who start with you, there's like something that sort of like tipped them over the edge and got them to reach out to you. What, what can somebody, now I know everybody's different, but what can somebody sort of expect maybe the first couple of days, weeks, months of working with you, or at least what are some stories of, of people that you've seen? Yeah, that's great. So I I have like a 21 day self-paced offering for people who are just starting out. Uh, I have a lot of different touch points. I have some people that I work with in, you know, live classes, um, some people through like an ongoing kind of online um, program where we we are actually meditating together and meeting regularly. And then I I also have this self-paced study, which is kind of like just in your own time. Um, That one is every day for 21 days. And you may be familiar with the importance of 21 days in in order to build a habit. Right. So it's kind of nurturing that um, that more general, um, purposeful 21 days to to integrate meditation into our lives because Um, when we take it bit by bit and we kind of allow it to, uh, you know, we keep making a little more space, a little more space, a little more space, then it doesn't have to be like this. Okay. Just feel like you're, 
you know, living a modern life and you have to like figure out how to slot this in and, um, and what it's all about and, and, you know, figure out how to master it, you know, in, in this, like right now, you know? Right, right. It's a step-by-step. It can be a gradual process, right? Exactly. So it can be like a drip feed kind of, um, okay, now you know how to sit. Now let's talk about, um, breath work and, and okay, now you've got that. Now let's talk about the role of the brain. What is it doing to your brain? That kind of thing. Um, so I really do try to, um, take into account where people are because I also have advanced students who have been meditating for quite a while. And so they want something different and they're ready for something different. So it's more of like a, you know, we might talk more about energy in the quantum space and kind of what is happening from like a particle perspective and, and unified consciousness and, and more of things that are, um, you know, multidimensional and then that kind of thing. That may not be the same thing that somebody who's just starting to get their feet wet, um, you know, it might not resonate so much with them. So I definitely try to take into account where different people are and to guide them appropriately and, and kind of nurture and honor where they are because every step of the way is, is an opportunity for beautiful transformation. Um, and, and so I, I hope that answers your question. It, it does. Yeah. And I like what you said, you know, every step along the way, and you're talking about sort of the beginners and the people who've been doing this for a while. And the analogy was perfect that you said about weightlifting, right? You're, so eventually, yeah, you'll be able to lift 200 pounds, but right now let's start with five. Yeah. You know? exactly. And it's a, it's a great way to look at it. Like there's a continuum as far as meditation practice as well, but this really is accessible to anybody. Right. Day one, just you are where you are and and you can meet them at that point. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, Well, Kara, I want to give you a chance to go really big picture. So I like ending every show with uh, a chance for you to give a motivational speech. Let's say you're at a a college graduation and you're the the speaker and you're going to give a motivational talk to the students on how they can get the most out of their lives. And you can go whatever direction you want to go, but kind of your, your one minute motivational speech. Oh, I love that. Okay. (laughs) Um, I, for me, empowerment is such a key, um, piece to our human opportunity, um, for us to really step into the fullness of who we are. There's so much conditioning that we have all been, um, a part of, you know, we've had conditioning from our, our childhood, from the families that we grew up with and what our, our expectations were that were put upon us as children, um, the friends that we've had and how they live their lives and how, you know, we think that we have to have some, you know, hold some expectation with our friend groups, society as a whole, the media, um, so many different ways that people are shaping us, but it can take us out of alignment when we're constantly trying to fit into the mold of what we think others expect from us. And that's really not the path to happiness and fulfillment. So, um, and, and people do this in, in also with, you know, things like meditation with, 
um, you know, looking to leaders in those spaces too, where they're, um, you know, handing over their power in, in that way as well. Like, okay, just whatever you say and, and I'm going to do it. And, um, and that can be very dangerous and, and, uh, you can very easily be taken advantage of in that way too. Um, so it's really learning how to come into our own power for what is the best thing for us on our personal journey and, um, and honoring that and understanding the consequences when we step out of the alignment and, and how we get back into the flow of what the best thing is for us as our own individual person that's part of a bigger collective, but has a specific purpose and motivation um, as its own creator being. Nice. Well said. Thank you so much, Kara. How do people get in touch with you? Uh, how do people start working with you or ask you any questions, your podcast, website, social media? Yes, thank you. So uh, the podcast is The Meditation Conversation, and there are a lot of great um, guests on there as well. Um, the website is karagoodwin.com. That's Kara with a K, goodwin.com. And you can go on there and get a free 10-minute meditation. You just put your email address in there. It'll go right to your inbox and you can use that as many times as you want, but that can be a great starting point if you just want to experience meditation, start you know exploring it. And then um, social media, I'm most active on Instagram, and that's Kara underscore Goodwin underscore Meditation. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Kara. Again, this is Kara Goodwin. I'm Chris Jenke of Health in the Real World. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks so much, Chris. Thanks for to learn more.